Hello, super great kids, and how are you? I wonder if you danced around any maypoles or saw any fairies last weekend. We've been looking at how and why stories, which are tales people make up to explain why something is the way it is, like how the stars got into the sky. And in the story this week, we're going to hear why people in Nigeria say that the sky is so high up and far away and how the moon and the stars got into the sky. But before we begin that story, can you have a little think about this? If there was lots of food in the sky and you could choose what kind of food you'd like to rain down on us, what would you most like it to rain? Chocolate? Or maybe baked beans? Or sausages? Or maybe mashed potatoes? No, I don't think I'd like to get hit on the head by large dollops of mashed potato. Why don't you have a little think about what kind of rain you'd like the most, while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. Did you decide what you'd like it to rain? Maybe bananas or sausages or even ice cream or maybe baked beans? Imagine getting baked beans in your wellies when you splashed in the puddles. Yuck, bit sticky. Now, here is Kate Corkery with a How and Why story from Nigeria, all about the sky and the food that we eat. Are you sitting comfortably? Shall we begin? How do we start a story? Well, in Hausa, which is one of the languages which they speak in Nigeria, the storyteller starts the story saying... Gatanan, Gatanan, Koo. Here it is, here it is. And you, the listeners, say, Tajo Majita. Let it come, let it come. Are you ready? I'm going to say Gatanan, Gatanan, Koo. And you say, Tajo Majita. Gatanan, Gatanan, Koo. Ready? Tajo Majita. Very good. Here it comes, here it comes. Hello, super great kid story friends. This story is so old, I don't know when it was first told. Shall I begin? I'll begin at the beginning. Long, long ago, the sky was very low. The sky was so low you could reach up and touch it. And not only that, The sky was very kind, and the sky provided food for everyone who was hungry. All you had to do was reach up and pick a piece of sky and eat it. And it was delicious, and it tasted like anything you can imagine that tastes wonderful. You could pick a piece of sky that was fluffy like rice. You could pick a piece of sky that was salty like crisps. You could pick a piece of sky that was spicy, that was smooth, that was crunchy. Anything you liked it to taste of, it tasted of. It was of many colors, many flavors, many textures. And people could have as much of it as they wanted. Can you imagine? You're just walking along the road and you feel a little bit hungry and you reach up your hand and pick a piece of sky and 
delicious. You didn't have to buy it. You didn't have to make it. You didn't have to bake it. You didn't have to grow it. You just picked it and ate it. Mm. Sounds heavenly, doesn't it? Well, it was for quite some time. But then people got a bit greedy. People got a bit picky. People got a bit choosy. They'd pick a piece of sky, have a nibble, say, that's not what I want now. No, let me try something else. And they would just drop some pieces of sky on the ground and pick another bit, have a nibble of that and drop it. And soon there was lots of pieces of sky dropped all over the ground like rotting food. That wasn't very good, was it? Sky was not happy. Sky was upset. And Sky called down to the people and said, People of Earth, if you keep wasting my food, I'll have nothing left to give you. And I'll have to go very far away where you can't reach me anymore. So the people, they promised to be good. And they promised not to be wasteful anymore. And they promised to eat only as much Sky as they could finish. And so it went on for some time. People were very good, just taking what they needed, not taking anything more. But then came the day when their oldest chief was a hundred years old. Wow, well that deserved a party, a big feast, and all the people in the land would come and celebrate. There would be eating and drinking and singing and dancing and music and drumming. Oh, everybody looked forward to it. And everybody was asked to bring a piece of food, bring any piece of sky that they would like to bring to the party. If you were there, what would you have picked? Would you have picked a piece of lemon pie sky, ice cream sky, beef burger sky, spaghetti sky, pasta sky, pizza sky? Oh, I bet you have lots of ideas. Pea sky, broccoli sky? Mm-hmm. Well, people chose all the different colors they could find, all the different textures of beautiful food, fruit, vegetables, meat, fish, everything that they could think of, and soon the tables were laden with delicious food. And everybody came to this party dressed in their finest clothing, and they were all looking forward to the big celebration. One of the people who came to the party was a lady called Osato. Now, Osato was a fine lady, but she was one of those people who was never quite satisfied with what she had. She always wanted something else. For example, she came to the party in a beautiful cotton dress, but she wished it was silk. She was wearing lovely jewellery made from beads, but she wished it was made of pearls. And everything she had to eat, she thought that maybe something else would be that bit nicer. Well, she spent her time at the party eating and tasting everything there was on all the tables and she was dancing and singing with the rest of them. And the party, it went on all night. The drumming and the dancing continued all night until morning. And it was morning time when people were making their way home. By that time, Asata was a bit tired. Her feet were aching from the dancing. And she thought, oh, it's a long walk home to our house. Ah, and as they walked out into the morning air, she looked up at the sky, and the dawn was pink. 
and yellow and orange. It made her feel a little bit peckish. Hmm. Oh, I have a long journey ahead, she thought. I need a little something, a little pick-me-up, so I can walk home. So she reached up into the sky, and with her finger she took a little... Mmm, a little taste of pink sky. It was like a watermelon. Mmm, it was juicy. Mmm, it was delicious. It wet her appetite for more. So then she reached up and she took a slice of dawn sky. It was orange, and it tasted like orange and mango and pineapple all in one. It was juicy and succulent mm, and delicious. Mm. Oh, she said, that's nice. It's waking up my appetite. It's time for my breakfast. And then she went, she reached up even higher. And with both hands, she tore a piece of sky down. But this piece of sky was big and round like a giant pancake. <coughs> And she tore it down, and it was so big that it covered the whole village. Oh, oh, said Osato, I, I, I think I've taken too much. I don't know if I can finish this huge sky pancake, but let me try. So Osato started to nibble the edges. <coughs> oh, it's delicious, but... Oh, I really don't think I can eat any more. I don't think I can eat any more. Husband, husband, she called her husband. Husband, can you please eat some of this pancake? I think I've taken too much sky. And the husband said, oh, no, wife, I'm too tired from the party. I can't eat another thing. No, please. And she called her children. Children, children, everybody, eat some sky. Come on, eat up, eat up, everyone. And the children tried to eat, but they couldn't force down another mouthful. She called the villagers, please, friends, villagers, neighbours, please eat some sky. Sky will be angry if I waste anything. Please eat. But nobody could eat any more. They'd all had enough. Do you think Sky was happy? No. Sky was very sad. Sky was upset. Sky was angry. Sky said, you have broken your promise to me. You promised you would no longer waste my food, and now you have. And now I must go. Now I must rise up higher and higher where you cannot reach me. So, my people, I say goodbye. You can no longer pick food from my sky. And the sky began to rise above the treetops and rise above the hills and rise higher and higher above the tallest snow-capped mountains, and it kept going high and high and high in the air, where it has stayed ever since. We cannot reach the sky anymore. We cannot pick food down from the sky, can we? No. Those days are gone. And you know, since that day, at night... You can see all the food that was taken. You can see the holes in the sky where the stars peeped through. You can see the big, round hole where the moon shines out now of the big pancakes you tore from the sky. But Asato, she cried and cried and begged Sky, please forgive me, Sky. I didn't mean to waste your food. Please forgive me. What shall we do now if none of us can eat your food? What will the children eat? Please, can you help us? But the sky did not answer, 
And Nasatu got down on her knees and begged, Who will help me now? Who will help me feed the children? And just then, she heard a voice. I can help you. Who said that? said Asatu. It's me. The earth. Mother Earth. I can help you. If you agree to help me. But how how can we help you? said Asatu. You can help me by learning how to care for the earth. By learning to plant seeds and help them to grow. By taking care of the plants, the trees, the fruits that I can grow for you. And Asatu agreed. And the other villagers agreed. And the children agreed that they would learn how to care for the earth. And the earth sang a little song to help people remember. Rain wet me, sun dry me, wind blow my hair. Night calm me, day wake me, Mother Earth shows she cares, shows she cares. Rain wet me, sun dry me, wind blow my hair. Night Calm me, day, wake me, Mother Earth shows she cares, shows she cares. Mother Earth shows she cares everywhere. Mother Earth shows she cares, show you care. Thanks very much to Kate for that story. I wonder if you've ever planted something and watched it grow. I grew some vegetables for the first time last year and I was amazed to see them unfurling out of the ground. Try it if you haven't already. Sunflowers are fun to grow. They're a bit like Jack's beanstalk. They grow so tall. Now, it's time for me to dip into my bag of happies and say some thank yous. First of all, I'd like to say a very big thank you to all our subscribers. You are helping us to keep making this podcast. A big thanks to Kofi subscriber Zachary and to Ike from Los Angeles and to Ellie and Maxwell who are also from Los Angeles and to Apple subscribers in Sydney, Australia, Michael who is nine, Anastasia who is seven and Samson who is three. Anastasia sent us two super great pictures of Anansi and the hot pepper soup and Goose Girl. You can see them and all the other pictures that we'll mention on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash super great kids stories. Let us know if you're a subscriber and you'd like a mention. And thanks for some really lovely reviews to Hazy Alders and to Hamdugger, I hope I've got that right, in the US, and Innes and Anya in Australia. It's lovely to read your reviews. Thanks to all of you who took time to review us this week. If you'd like to give a one-off donation of any amount on Ko-fi, or subscribe to our podcast on Patreon and get bonus stories, early access and ad-free, then go to our website on supergreatkidsstories.com. 
Or to subscribe to Apple, go to Apple Podcasts. Now, you've all been drawing up a storm and sending wonderful pictures of our stories for us to share. So here's some thanks to you super great kids who've been sending in those pictures. Celine, who is seven, has drawn a beautiful picture of Fiorishka and the magic water. What great talent you've got, Celine. Your use of colours for the clear water all around the palace is very effective. Thank you very much. And thanks to Ashley, who is five, from Wellington in New Zealand, who shared two pictures, how the birds got their colours and the three wishes. I love the way you told the stories through pictures and turned them into a sort of story map, which helps to remember the story. I wonder, Ashley, if you've tried telling the beginning of one of your stories. And thanks to Ayla from Portland in Maine for your picture of Stick Woman. I love the way that Stick Woman looks very confident with her hands on her hips and the way she's dressed in a sort of red sari. The Stick Woman story is a bit like Little Red Riding Hood, isn't it? Hello and thanks to Lydia, who is four, from Herbert in New Zealand. Lydia has sent a picture called Kim Sees the Penguins. Lydia, you're making up your own stories. I wonder what happens next in that story. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for the pictures of the penguins. And Maya, who is eight from Essex, has sent a gorgeous picture inspired by the blind man and the hunter story. I love your bird of paradise, Maya. And I like the way you've drawn the ruffled feathers on your bird. Thanks for sharing your picture. Glad to see you're keeping up your drawing. And Lorelei from Braintree in Essex has sent a very clear picture of Coyote and the big old tree. I love all the labels you've added, Lorelei, like tree moving. I wonder if you could tell your own trickster story. Thanks for sharing that. Eli, who is five, from Penzance, loves the story Buki Dances the Kokioko, which he sings with his younger brother Raffi on their way to school. Eli has drawn a great picture of the story, showing Buki dancing and singing. Good writing too. Thanks, Eli. And Dax, who is six, has drawn a lovely picture inspired by Pamela Ma's story of the fish and the star. I really like the way you've divided the two different worlds of the fish and the star with different colours. Really clever. Thank you, Dax. Ooh, and we've got a rather marvellous picture of Grandma Spider Finds the Sun, drawn by five-year-old Fox from Northern Ireland. I love the way, Fox, that you've shown the two different sides of the world, one in darkness and the other in light. Very clever. And Tyson sent a really cool picture of how the sun got into the sky. It looks a little bit Aztec in its design, Tyson. I wonder if you could tell your own story of how you think the sun got into the sky. In China, they say it was the eyes of a great dragon. One eye turned into the moon and the other into the sun. Thanks very much for your picture, Tyson. And eight-year-old Zoe in Washington has sent us a lovely drawing inspired by the Russian story Marusha and Father Frost. I love the way you've drawn Father Frost with icy snow patterns coming from his hands. I love this story. It's told in lots of different countries as well as Russia. Maybe because it's such a good tale. And thanks to Sylvie, who is four, from Massachusetts in the US. She's been colouring How the Rainbow Got Into the Sky from her Super Great Kids Stories colouring book. Lovely bright colour, Sylvie. Glad to see you're enjoying it. 
If you'd like to see these pictures, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. And if you'd like to send us a picture, the easiest way is to send me via Facebook Messenger or go to our website, supergreatkidsstories.com and scroll to the bottom where you'll see a place to attach a picture. We love hearing from you. Whatever you do, just keep telling your stories and singing your songs. See you soon. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London.